0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of Blackhawks on Tap of the New Decade. I am Johnny Nani, joined tonight by Tony Marchese. Tony, how you doing, bud?
1: Johnny, happy new year to you and to uh, all the listeners out there. Um, doing doing pretty well today, Johnny. It's, uh, it's a good night to crack some beers. It was a very entertaining hockey game despite the outcome, but doing pretty well. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, happy new year to you as well and to the listeners. Um, yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, on the same page there, and uh, I agree with you. It was an entertaining hockey game, to say the least. Uh, We'll dive into all the specifics of it here coming up. But, yeah, uh, Happy New Year. Uh, Like you had said, I just said to everybody listening to this one, um, you know, unfortunately not the way that the Hawks wanted to start the uh, decade here with a loss to the Vancouver Canucks by a score of 7-5 to tonight, but hey overall looking at this thing, Tony, on this road trip that they had in three different time zones and all that uh, taking two out of three uh, is not the worst thing in the world because I feel like maybe even three weeks back this would have been a completely different story
1: Yeah, I mean uh, just like you you put it very well there Um, this team just a couple of weeks ago was really down. I mean, we were we were getting close to the point where I, I think people were begging for Jeremy Colleton's head, um, Stan Bowman's head, and, and wanted, you know, complete gutting uh, of this team. We saw some, you know, blow-it-up tweets and, and stuff like that out there. Patrick Kane's kind of come alive a little bit. I think some other players around him have come alive a little bit. We've been scoring a lot of goals. And it, it's just been more entertaining hockey, even though we lost tonight, like I had already mentioned, just an entertaining game to watch. They've uh, they've kind of also ridden on the back of a really hot goaltender and Robin Lehner, and you know the, the team's kind of meshed together a little bit um, over this last little stretch, um, and I think some of that has to do with maybe uh, you know playing for, for Brent Seabrook and and him not being in that locker room anymore, I and mean, he's had surgery, and you know they've been they've been beaten up Johnny, but uh, there's there's been some fight with this team, mm-hmm. and it's it's made it much more entertaining. Um, to watch, uh, they still have their problems. They still have a lot of issues that need to be addressed. But uh, there's a few different things that we're going to talk about with that too. I want to, I want to ask you what what you think they can do with some of this cap space that they have that, that kind of freed up for the rest of this year. And um, you know, I think there's there's some hope here. Um, it's not all doom and gloom, but uh, just the way they've been playing, much more entertaining hockey, and, and they've mm-hmm. been in games, and it's been giving them a chance to win. So. Pretty happy overall with with how the road trip kind of shook out here.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said about the road trip there, uh, you know, winning in Calgary, that's a tough place to play in. Uh, Absolutely. It doesn't seem like it's been kind to them over the past couple of seasons there. Uh, And then that win in Columbus, obviously a comeback uh, fashion. Uh, on Sunday afternoon, that was Tortorella losing his mind. Always uh, great to see that. Whether he, you know, I do think his argument was a bit justified, but you know, the league clapped back at him uh, with the fine and the conditional <laughs> fine if he's gonna <laughs> yeah. go and uh, run his mouth uh, all this next calendar year here. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, overall with the road trip, I would say I'm still satisfied, and especially I, I think I'm a little more comforted by, uh, The schedule coming up then coming off of this, it's not like they're going into a grinder. Um, They have four teams coming up all games at home this upcoming week that are against teams currently out of the playoff picture. Uh, Granted, the Blackhawks are as well but uh, the recent trend before this uh, should not be wiped away just because of uh, the result tonight, because we'll get into a little bit of the reasons why, but one question that you slipped in there on me and uh, you're kind of catching me off guard a little bit here, but um, I'll go ahead and answer it. Um, You're talking about what to do with this cap space. It's freed up with the Han and Seabrook now being, uh, you know, long-term injured reserve out for the season. Um, You know, one thing they could do is take on a contract contract. They could take on a Zach Bogosian from Buffalo, Uh, one guy that, you know, it – may not have sounded sexy and, you know, might've just been another, all oh, the Stanbo loves his reunions. Michael Frolik could have been another option, but he was already shipped off earlier today. Uh Marco Scandella was another one that was already uh, taken off. So, I mean, I wouldn't recommend going and trading for Zach Bogosian, but there is an option there. And if you see another similar, you know, kind of contract, that's big money that other teams are just willing to unload and they would give you something for that, then, um, you know, that that would probably be the route to go. But um, I think that's something you get into for a later one tone. Let's get into this game a little bit here. Uh, like I had mentioned, a seven to five loss to the Vancouver Canucks tonight. Um, You know, it started off, uh, they were down early, uh, J.T. Miller with a uh, power, or I guess it was technically not a power play goal, but right after that first goal. um, I'm going to put that one a little bit on uh, Dennis Gilbert chasing a hit to the corner and being out of position, allowing Miller to uh, tip that one home. But Connor Murphy, uh, later in the first period, was able to jump up in the play after a really nice forecheck from the uh, Hawks' first line. They they weren't really... uh, having like clean tape to tape in the zone there, but they were just kind of ringing it in and uh, keeping it, uh, even if it meant using defenders' bodies and puck sprung loose, uh, Murphy was able to jump in, and uh, you know not everyone has to be pretty. Uh, he was just able to find the open seam and uh, power at home, so that left it at a one-one game after one. And then uh, Vancouver got on the board in the second. First, that was uh, Tanner Pearson, but then the Hawks stormed back with three of their own. Uh, David Camp shooting through a screen. Uh, I think that was Matthew Highmore going in the net. Patrick Kane on the power play, absolutely wicked clap bomb, and uh, Jonathan. Taves just getting lucky, you know, uh, you throw the puck towards the front of the net, you never know what can happen. Boom, hits off of Quinn Hughes, and uh, it ends up in the back of the net. Hawks are looking good, up 4-2 at that point. But granted, this is all still early. This is all still before the 10-minute mark of the second period. Um, Quinn Hughes tallies back on the power play when they get a chance uh, just over the halfway mark of that second period. And then Elias Petterson ties it up. Um, off a nice set faceoff play. You know, Ryan Carpenter loses his man. Uh, he's my guy, but I'll call him out when he needs to. Uh, he won the faceoff, but then lost his man to the middle. And uh, pass goes to the boards, comes back to center ice. And Patterson, uh, he's a sniper. He's uh, one of the elites of the game, and he made him pay. So that, that was tied 4-4. And this is about where you were kind of uh, picking up. And I know you uh, uh, had some other commitments that kept you out until uh, a little bit under halfway through this game. But um, what were your thoughts going in, uh, seeing this thing knotted up at four on the final frame?
1: So I, I arrived at this, at this watching, uh, I guess, watch Mark, uh, right. As Jonathan Taves threw the puck to the net. Um, and then they started to uh, <laughs> a little bit unraveling there from the Blackhawks. Uh, I think you told me to turn the game off. Um, I didn't. And obviously <laughs> Karma. I you Karma. can, you can fault me. You can fault me for this one, I guess. But uh you know, I thought things were going to be pretty good when I saw Taves put that one in. Um, you know, you had sent me a message. I just wanted to catch up on, on how they looked. Um, you know, coming out of this because at that point they were up, um, things were looking pretty good, and I saw Taves score. This team had some energy going. They were rolling a little bit, and then after Hughes and uh, and Pedersen put those goals in. And I started to get a little bit worried, but there was a nice shift, I think, with about a minute and 20 seconds left that the Hawks were putting a little bit together there and probably should have scored on. But um, mm-hmm. going into that third period, it looked like they had a lot of energy to them. Um, I was pretty confident that we were going to come out in the third and, and, and do pretty well, but uh, obviously uh, that didn't happen uh, right off the bat. Um, not really much happening, and then uh, Horvat puts one in to uh, take the lead there for Vancouver. You know, and, and at that point in time, I just kind of still saw the fight with the Hawks. They weren't completely out of it, but it just seemed like they were taking a little bit of, of their foot off the gas there in the third. Yeah. Um And then Patrick Kane, uh, and God, we got to talk about some Patrick Kane here. He his uh, that was his second on the night, I believe. Yeah, second on the night. But, you know, he's been putting this team on his back for so long. It feels like he's carried this Hawks team for uh, a decade, <laughs> and I think he kind of has. But, uh, you know, he's had a good supporting cast around him. But, you know, that's the guy that you want to score in that situation right there, Johnny. We talk about this a lot. When uh, when you need that goal, you want somebody who can just make things happen, and that's exactly what he did there, uh, ties the game back up. And uh, right there, I mean, you thought this team had a chance to win. Um, Robin Laner though, he, he got a little bit beat up, uh, on that one shot that, uh, hit him square on yeah. the neck. Uh, you didn't see that. Well, I, he, had,
0: I, he had taken a similar one to the other side. to his left side. And then in the one that you're referencing now came to the right side, all kind of up in that collarbone area.
1: Yeah. And you know, and I think I texted this to you during the game, I would have taken him out at that point in time. I know he's a competitor. I know he really wants to win and he's a tough guy, uh, very cool and tough Robin Laner. Um, I think if there's a cool and tough guy on this team, uh, that's him right there. He just is the embodiment of of a hockey player. And, uh, you know, you don't want to see him have to come out due to injury or anything. But I just felt like right there with how many goals Vancouver had already scored, I I maybe would have went to Corey Crawford. I don't know if that changes the outcome of the game, Johnny. Maybe you can disagree with me here. But I really feel like you did not need him to get hurt. And then there was another play um, where he kind of fell awkwardly um in the crease there. I forget who fell on him, but uh you know, it just it looked like he yeah. was a little banged up. And after uh godat scores that goal to take the take the lead back for Vancouver, you see him kind of like just slam it. I don't know if he hit his hat or if he slammed his stick on the ground, but he was visibly frustrated and you can yeah, tell was- this guy had been battling all game, man. He, he, and he's a warrior. He wants to battle, he wants to win. Um and I just don't I don't I didn't want to see him fall in this game just because of how much he means to this team right now. And that's probably why, if I was behind the bench, I would have went to Corey Crawford, just to kind of ease the pressure off of Robin Lehner. Like I said, I don't know if that changes the outcome here, but um, he he just took too many shots today, man. And and I, I, I want to see him protected. If this team's going to make a run, they're going to need him healthy and strong. And, you know, you look at the final score in this game here, Johnny. I know one of them was an empty netter, but, you know, he's not going to sleep easy tonight.
0: No, yeah, and, and you know, it's, it's a tough situation there. I mean, I would like to have the intel from the training staff um, because, obviously, they're not taking things lightly. Um, they, you know, anything injury concern-wise, you know, the ref comes over and checks on him right after he takes a shot up high like that. So, um, honestly, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm kind of more in limbo. I, I don't know what the best decision would be there. But uh, then again, you know, they've talked about the uh, – Problems with bringing goalies in cold, uh, especially in such a back and forth, uh, high, you know, chances on each end uh, type of game. I I don't know, like Corey Crawford may have been overwhelmed coming into that situation as well. So I think that's another factor to take into consideration. Um, I would have, like I said, I I think it would have had more if I were to be the one behind the bench making the decision. um, What I was hearing from the training staff, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. And, you know, uh, the training staff also could have came to Calden here, too, and said, hey, look, he's banged up right now. We need to get him out of here. And uh, I don't put it past Ravalina for one second to say, fuck you. I'm staying in this game. Mm-hmm. Let's get this because that's the yep. type of guy he is. Um, I just think, you know, you take some shots like that and, and you you maybe and you fall awkward. You maybe are just a, a split second off. You know, Johnny, that it's mm-hmm. the goaltending is rough. Um, quick reaction times and everything. And if you're tensed up a little bit after after taking, I, I obviously missed the first one, but if you're taking two off the neck area, collarbone area, you're probably mm-hmm. a little bit tensed up. Especially you're moving your head around a little bit, um, trying to you know get vision on the puck and everything. I just thought maybe it would have been would have been a good time to go to Crawford. Like I said though, um, I'm not an NHL coach. <laughs> I'm not qualified to make those decisions. You're just armchairing this right now. Yeah, um, that's probably what I would have done, but you know, that's here nor there. Um, yeah, there was uh, an empty netter from from Horvat to to end that, I believe, as well here, and the Hawks fall. But overall, Johnny, we talked about a lot of goals just now. Entertaining hockey game. Um, any no. other thoughts? Any other we- thoughts from you?
0: Yeah, I mean you got you got your uh you know, your money's worth if you were at the game and even watching it, man. Um it definitely was an exciting one. Um you know, the the Hawks looked really solid in the uh first period. I mean, you could say you know, Corsi chances are technically even there, but um you know, they they were the ones that were uh you know, uh, actually, it was even, excuse me, it was even there in the uh, uh, scoring chance department, but high danger chances in favor of the Hawks. So, you know, you got a couple extra rushes there in that first period. But then uh, in the second, uh, even just kind of, you can almost slice this thing right down the middle. Uh, the From the 30-minute mark on of this game, uh, Vancouver really started to push. And uh, that definitely made the difference. Uh, you could tell because the Hawks got their, you know, goals early uh, within the first half of that second period. And then after that, uh, you see that I'm looking at the natural stature Corsi uh, graph and it goes straight up in, in the Vancouver's favor as it was uh, in Chicago's favor before. So um, I think part of it has to do with you know, being at the very end of a road trip and you can't make excuses because, you know, you got to give your all every game. These guys are professionals. It's what they're paid to do. But still, I definitely think that plays a factor into it uh, when they couldn't press in long stretches as they were early on in this game. So um, that, that's kind of my final thoughts with the overall play of this game. I, I like the give a shit factor. I texted you that a little bit. Um, it wasn't one of these games, you know, like you and me talk about the game that we've recapped five, six, seven times already this year. It wasn't one mm-hmm. of those. Um, there was some fight back, obviously, Kaner with the late goal and, um, But there was even stretches, pockets within this thing. Vancouver would, you know, jump up in chances and they would be controlling the possession for a while. But then the Hawks would take it back to their end of the ice. And uh, granted, it wasn't as long sustained as we would have hoped uh, to be able to put more on the board there. But at least there was still some fight, whereas there's some other games uh, this year where they've just completely mailed it in by the, you know, 35 minute mark of the game.
1: Yeah, and I think that's all we can really ask for, Johnny. Because if the Hawks are, are playing with that give a shit attitude, they look fast, they look dangerous, and they can put goals. They can put goals on the scoreboard, and they did that tonight. Um, obviously, we can talk all up and down about you know defensive lapses and, and different things like that. But um, I think yeah, we've, even, addressed, we, we've addressed I, this before. You know what I, I mean? Like I, we know yeah. that's going to happen. You have to outscore your opponent to win the game.
0: Yeah, I got one even like so, you know, Jonathan Taves kind of got a lucky goal himself. I mean, not lucky, but, uh, you know, he throws one towards the front of the net. It's technically a centering pass. Hits off a defenseman and goes in. Well, guess what? The hockey gods were, uh, you know, being the uh, balance tonight because (laughs) Vancouver got one of those themselves. So sometimes, you know, the puck bounces against you. Um, That's the way it goes. Uh, And sure, like you had said, definitely a few defensive lapses. I'll get on my guy Carpenter again uh, for the Patterson goal that um, you know he lost him he straight up lost him and that uh, allowed that face off play to look perfect even though Carpenter technically won the face off Um, and then you just have a breakdown you got Duncan Keith in the corner uh, trying to just shovel a puck out and I believe that led to the Gaudet goal which ended up being the game winner so um, I mean overall we we could pinpoint that and really nitpick on it but shit what good is that going to do Um, they're going to have to score goals to win games. Uh, they did put up a decent amount of goals tonight. Um, they we've, we've seen the story plenty of times, Tony, uh, the defense everyone knows it's, it's bad. It's been bad. Uh, there was never a time during the season where it looked really stable and solid. Uh, we're going to have to deal with, Cause that's what we've got makeup wise, uh, whether that be due to injuries and then just roster construction. And then you also got uh, some of your best defensive forwards out in uh, uh, Brandon Saad. And then, uh, you know, even Andrew Shaw, he'll get in and, uh, you know, kill some penalties sometimes. And uh, you just haven't seen him, Drake Kajula, the likes of those guys. Uh, So it's more than just a pinning it on the guys on the blue line there.
1: Yeah. And like I said, you know, it's, It'd be one thing if this team rolled over and, and kind of died. Um, we we probably would have seen a 7-2 to two game, you know, and we, we could get really pissed off about it. I just, you know, I, I kind of feel like at this point in this season, you know, when, when we're as banged up as we are, and I'm not trying to make excuses, but when you're as banged up as you are and you're still putting up five goals um, in a loss, you know, you, it, it, this is one of those sloppy games, Johnny, that, you have to outscore your opponent to win. The Hawks put up a lot of goals. They didn't win, you know, and, and you put it mm-hmm. uh, really well there. You know, the hockey gods evening things out. Both teams got their chances. There were a few lapses that the Hawks made that, that Vancouver took advantage of, and they wound up with seven goals. That's that's just yeah. how it's going to go tonight, and I really don't have much more else on this game. But uh,
0: I, yeah, despite I just, the
1: outcome, it was entertaining.
0: Yeah, it definitely was entertaining. I just I, I just miss Brandon Sodd. Uh, I'll just say that. You know, I'll fill in for Ron Luce, our guy. Uh, because, you know, he would definitely be saying it. But, you know, John Quinville, technically on the first line tonight, eight thirteen, uh, time yeah, on ice, lowest lowest among all forwards. Jonathan Taves has to play with him. There's a centering chance or Jonathan Taves is driving down the left wing, uh, put out a pass to uh Quinville right. You know, he's probably over the Top right circle. By the time he had the puck on a stick, and just throws it right back into the bread basket of Markstrom and Grandi had to come over and make the save because Taves had the puck originally on the other side. But still, you got to think Brandon Saad would be uh, more skillful to be able to bury that short side and uh, you know not even. I uh, have to worry about that, but uh, Grant, you know, that's what we've got right now with on the injury front. Uh, it's thin. So you got to, You're going to have guys like that, uh, John Quinville. And it's like, people talk about, Oh, well, who else do you, you know, Well, think about rolling 60 minutes. Cause this is still fairly early in the game. Uh-huh. You can't just completely dog these guys, especially with games every other night coming up this next week here. And you're at the very end of a road trip. Uh, it sucks, but, Man, I uh, you can't can you go lower than that for John Quinville? Unfortunately, I don't think he can, you can. Probably not tonight, especially in in a game where ch- chances are being exchanged uh, back and forth. So, um, Tony, well, I'm, you've, I'm also, to, you've also you've yeah. also got
1: you've also got Sakura and Highmore uh, on this roster as well, well right now getting minutes and, and and like what are you gonna do? Well, <laughs> <Can> I, yeah, <laughs> oh
0: yeah, exact, exactly. Exactly. That's like going to do. You're gonna fill three spots with Patrick Kane. I'm gonna clone him. Someone get Yeah, someone get me a cloning uh, device so we can just have multiple Patrick Canes roaming out there uh, at different times of the ice, get some of them rest.
1: And that's the other thing, too. cane's <laughs> Kane, already racking up 23 minutes a night on the ice. Like, there's really not much else that we can do. We were close to having, like, three or four forwards up over the 20-minute mark tonight. You know, oh. I, it's a lot of miles. This is a lot of miles on some of these guys. And the, the guys that are doing this, are Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, uh, Dylan Strome, uh, DeBrinket, like these? These are these aren't just like rookies. I know DeBrinket and Strom are younger, but you know you're starting to put a lot of weight in like four guys, and mm-hmm. generally when that happens, it means that things aren't going very well. Um, and you know, despite the loss tonight, the road trip went fairly well. So you know, let's just take it for what it's worth here and, and keep trekking on it. Yeah. You know, you get you get Brandon Saad, Andrew Shaw back, Drake Ajula you know, back in the lineup at some point here. And you're you're looking way better than you are right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, to round this thing out, uh, just touching up on the box score here, because these things kind of get, uh, you know, kicked under the rug in, in a loss. But I, I don't want it to go uh, without saying Dominic Kubalik, three assists tonight, man, uh, that, you know that guy as a rookie technically still, I know he's older uh, age wise than, you know, most of the rookies that are in the league, but it's his first, you know, year of NHL experience here. And uh, he's been a fairly consistent producer. I mean, he's uh, been on that top line with Jonathan Taves. He's always doing something with the puck. uh, Always seems to be shielding it and protecting it. Well, so uh, I just want to give him a shout out for the three assists tonight. And then the captain himself, you know, Tony, I got to eat it because I I was one that was begging him. Him probably, you know, a month ago or so, or so on this show, uh, you know, wanting him to step up and help, you know, he, in a game like tonight, he does. Granted, the goal is a little bit lucky, but you take any bounces you can get. He also had an assist tonight. Um, 70% of the Mur- Yeah, yeah. He, he was outstanding at the dot. And then uh, Connor Murphy, too, uh, with a goal. I believe he's on a four point or four game point streak now Uh, maybe three but uh, either way uh, you know good good way to ring in the new year for Connor Murphy uh, getting that goal so um, that's all I've got on this one Tony Uh, let's move it into what's coming up for the Blackhawks here so um, they will have a few days off now after this road trip Friday and Saturday will be off and then they're back at it uh, Sunday night not six o'clock start, but one of those great six thirty starts, uh against the Detroit Red Wings. Only time that they come to the UC this year. Uh Tony, I'll be out there. Uh I'll be chanting Detroit sucks. I can't wait for that one. I don't care if Detroit's bad and they're in the basement of the Eastern Conference. It's always fun to revive this rivalry for the couple times that we get to see it uh in a season.
1: Yeah. I mean I still kinda get the nostalgia of this rivalry. Um I wish it was bigger than it was. Um and I, I miss those days when uh, we're firing uh, slap shots from the, from the blue line in and taking the, taking the the series from them. Um, you know, I miss this rivalry so much. It's, it's so terrible that they're they're not a you know inner division um rivalry anymore but you know the detroit sucks chant is going to live on in chicago history in chicago blackhawks history especially um forever and whenever these two teams get together i think it's it's something kind of cool um it was one of the better rivalries in hockey johnny um and i i, I do dearly yeah, miss absolutely it, but, you know um i hope when you're out there um you are joined by Many others in your Detroit Chucks chant. I will be chanting it at my TV because that's what yeah. I have to do. So um, yeah. Yeah, this should be a win for the Hawks. Let's let's just get right into no it. Doubt. This should be a win for the Hawks. Um, we have had some trouble uh, with non-playoff teams. <laughs> and that's kind of funny for a Chicago Blackhawks team that, you know, has kind of been average this year. You know, you'd think that a lot of these wins that we piled up were against teams like the Red Wings, and they're not. You know, they had trouble with New Jersey earlier this year. They've had trouble in countless different games where the Hawks should win. But here we go again. This is a should win game for the Blackhawks. And a lot of the games that are coming up on the schedule are should win games for the Blackhawks. If the Hawks want to make a statement, if the Hawks want to make a run at the playoffs this year, This is where it starts right now. In my opinion, Johnny with the Detroit red wings on Sunday night, the Hawks need to come out and just shellack them. Uh, I'll use a buzz. We need a shellacking now. Now is the time to do it. Uh, Don't let the offense dry up that you saw tonight. Let's put five goals on Detroit because I feel like if you score five against Detroit, you're probably winning a five to one, five to two game. And that would be a statement game in my opinion. Um, they, they just need to do this. I mean, it, it's got to yep. happen. Otherwise, you lose two or three of these upcoming games here, Johnny, and this season, stick a fork in it. It's done, in my opinion. Not yeah, mathematically, right. but, but I think this is a very, very important stretch coming up here. You have a great chance to really jump up in the standings here and rack up quite a few points in a very short order. Um, so the, this is where it starts. I mean, and the Hawks are, I wouldn't say they're in a great position to do it, but they're in a good enough position with the way that they've Especially been playing.
0: Especially with the trends lately, yeah. Yes. That's what I was going to say, with the trends lately.
1: Yeah, with, with the way that they've been playing, uh, I think they're in a good enough position where if they can rattle a few off here, you can see them jump 10 points up in the standings right here real quick. So, I mean, it, I, had, I hate to say do or die in early January, but this is about as close as it gets.
0: Well, it wasn't early December. Tave saying uh, we need to win every game starting right now. I don't think it's yeah. too premature to say do or die.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just hate being that guy that, you know, because
0: then we'll, well come it's always back. Mathematically, and, like, but mentality wise, you gotta think, yes. you know, psyche mentality wise, I think that's more of what we're getting at here. Not we know that there's still, you know, half the season left to play. Understand it. You know, we get it. But. I'm with you on the mentality side of things, especially. Um, I saw a tweet from Ben Pope, and uh, re- after the new year, you know, um, the first half of the uh, schedule that the Hawks played, and it was exactly half. They had the toughest schedule per Hockey Reference in the entire league, and now they face the stretch here, like I'd mentioned, in this upcoming homestand: Detroit, Calgary, Nashville, Anaheim all teams currently sitting out of that playoff picture, um, or at least three of them are. I know Detroit, Nashville, and Anaheim are right now. I would have to check the recent standings, depending on how Calgary fared tonight. But... Um either way, uh, Calgary would be bubble team then at best. So um, it's time. If they can take all four of these, they're every other night, so there's no back-to-backs in this. If they can do that all on home ice, that would be a huge statement and a huge momentum booster. They'd have two days off before they go up for a Canadian road trip uh, swing at Ottawa, Montreal, and Toronto uh, the following week. So uh, just getting back to this Detroit game, it's all got to start there, like you had said. Um, the Red Wings just recently snapped a six-game skid. Uh, they beat the Sharks on New Year's Eve, two to nothing. But, uh, I mean, you, you look up and down this, and they have had just massive losing streaks here. Uh, they had two wins before that six game losing streak, but before that, man, I can't even count. Uh, as I'm talking here, I can't even count how many they lost before that. There's a struggling team. Uh, they basically only got a couple of assets that are, you know, uh, NHL caliber at this point, and even their ones that are Dylan Larkin kind of underperforming, only 25 points on the year. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi is their leader with 31 points, 15 goals, 16 assists. Uh, Anthony Mantha's got 24 points, but I mean, other than that, uh, they're pretty thin, so it's time to take advantage of them and, uh, you know, smack them. I'd say, like you'd said, come out with a statement when a shellacking, as our guy Buzz over at Bulls on Tap and Socks on Tap would put it.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that, uh, I, I think this is a real chance, you know. If you if you if you want to get yourself back in the picture, it, it really starts right now. And it, there's, man, there's there's never a better opportunity to do it than against a a rival team that's just down in the dumps right now. Um, you know, you, you're coming off a, a decent road trip. You know, I hate to say trap game here too, but. Uh, this one also kind of reeks of that just with the the, the way the Hawks have played basement-dwelling teams, Johnny, and that's, that's my only worry here. Do they get complacent early on in this in front of the home crowd on a Sunday night against Detroit?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's always a concern, um, but I would hope that they're playing a little bit more motivated here. Um, I, I could see it, definitely. It's always a possibility for it. The first game back from any road trip, especially right after the holidays, I think that adds a little more weight to uh, the argument that you're getting at there. But um, I definitely think the urgency is there. And even in a losing effort tonight, I hate to take silver linings, but there was a give a shit. There was throughout all four lines and all pairs, no matter how much time they played or not. Um, Like John Quinville, even though I kind of ragged on him a little bit earlier, just because he's not skill-wise up to the task of playing on the first line with Taves. Hell, he, he he was busting his ass to get to the net. Uh, whenever he had it out there. Uh, Dylan Sakura has looked, since he drew back in the lineup for the last two games over uh, Alexander Nylander, he looks like he gives a shit. Um, He's actually doing things well. He really, uh, you know, Kane credited both him and Carpenter uh, with quality games at Calgary on New Year's Eve. So um, I definitely think the motivation factor is up there. So um, I could see it being a trap game, but... Uh, for my sake, since I'm going to be there, uh, I'm going to predict a win in, in kind of the fashion that you had, 5-2 or so. Um, but who who do you think is going to get it done? Let's get into six clicks Click so we can wrap this thing up.
1: Sticks to Click, and then i got one last parting question for you, Johnny. Um, I'm going Kubalik right here. Um, you, know, you said three assists tonight. Um, guy's been all over the score sheet. I think he's going to continue that. Um, it'd be really easy to go with, Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves or Alex to but I'm going to try and break that mold and I'm going Kabalik uh, and uh, on Sunday night.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to roll with uh, Dylan Strom. Uh, he was a minus three tonight, but he did uh, have a really nice snipe goal at Calgary on new year's Eve. Um, I just think that, you know, there's this is just me uh, kind of talking it out, but you know Brendan Perlini is going to be lining up for the Detroit Red Wings uh, opposite, and I feel like there's a little bit of an extra motivation, a little motor behind Dylan Strome to say, hey, I was the you know top prize in this. There's a reason they kept me and traded you, um, that kind of thing. Outside of the skill set, maybe a little extra motivation factor. Also, uh, Dylan Strome playing against a team that is not as you know able to take away time and space as effectively as a team like the Canucks are. um, I definitely think Dylan Strome can break free and uh, use that shot, uh, whether it be, uh, you know, creating rebounds for other people or just sniping at home himself. Um, I can definitely see that. And also if the Red Wings get undisciplined, uh, Dylan Strome can be deadly on the power play as well uh, from an assist standpoint. So I'm going to go with number 17 in red on Sunday night.
1: Nice. I like it, Johnny. So I'm going to get right into this last question. And this, this was kind of triggered by a Detroit Jock City article um, over on Fan Sided, the Detroit Red Wings fan sided uh, page here. And they say Mike Green, perfect match for the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm tying it right back <clears> to <throat> the original question that I had for you. And the yep. writer in here had proposed a possible trade of Ny- Nylander. For Mike Green, would you do that trade?
0: Uh, I mean, that's... I would have to look at the Mike Green contract status. I would Five, assume that's an expiring final, deal. Fi-
1: expiring deal, $5.35 million against the cap on his final year here.
0: I mean, I... Honestly, for what Nylander's given us, yeah, I probably would. Um, but I think there's more, you're putting me on the spot here. There's definitely some more factors that I want to take into consideration <laughs> on it, uh, before I would actually pull the trigger on it. But, uh, uh honestly, it, is it going to happen? Probably not. I think, uh, Stanbo is going to stick to his guns and say, uh, we need to, you know, let Newlander do what he did in flashes in a more consistent basis before we make judgments on him, since this is his fresh start, so to say. So, um, I don't think it will happen, but I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're just tossing that out there as a dangler right now, and you're thinking about ways to eat up cap space. Yeah, probably. But then again, you also have to move a defenseman. Um, the, someone's got to go from that back end. So I don't know what that corresponding move would look like, uh, who else you're shipping out, uh, unless you're trying to, you know, max out value on Augustus in here at the end. But, um, <clears throat> possibly possibly
1: yeah, just a thought I, I found the uh, the article very interesting um, Green is actually averaging 21-24 time on ice uh, right handed shot um, kind of a- an interesting fit for the Blackhawks uh, that uh, who knows probably won't happen but uh, it, it is interesting to kind of get into trade scenarios and everything especially as we near the trade deadline and I'm sure we'll talk more about that but Johnny yeah. that's all I have for tonight For the Hawks, you and I have one more of these to do is we're going to talk some White Sox baseball over on Sox on Tap, which uh, if you're a Sox fan, go check out Sox on Tap. Um, And then, uh, Johnny, I'll let you plug the rest of them there. Um, I'm going to sip on this beer and get ready to talk more with you.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, Blackhawks on tap is presented by the on tap sports network. Go check us out over at on Plenty of great articles, podcasts, uh, videos about your favorite Chicago teams. Uh, we cover it all. We have great coverage units that do it. Me and Tony on Blackhawks and White Sox. In addition to a number of other people that make the show run Uh guy, Ron Luce, You probably heard him on here. Uh, he is in the Cubs department over there as well. So uh, get your baseball needs because that is coming around the corner. Uh, White Sox making some exciting moves and um, yeah. Uh, We'll have you all set with all your coverage needs over there. So that's ontapsportsnet.com. Tony, let's close this episode of Blackhawks on Tap out like we always do. Let's go Hawks! And go Hawks! Detroit
1: Detroit sucks.
0: Detroit sucks.